Good morning, everybody. Time to get your day started. It is time to get up and at them, everybody. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Just after 8 a.m. here on a January 29th. And, of course, it's DC Sports Radio here. And because of that, we have to talk about the Washington football team and the name change. At AWOD Radio is where you can find me on social media. Marcus tweets me, Washington Groundhogs. He thinks... Uh, that's a bit, obviously. Two two twenty two. He's trying to decode the message there. Could it be Washington Hogs or Red Hogs? Uh, Todd chimes in these listening. I appreciate Captain Todd uh, for hitting me up on Twitter at AWOD Radio. Vegas Cab, he thinks that we won't see the helmets on Wednesday. And he kind of feels like the process is the NFL telling Washington what to do and that we might have to tune into the Pro Bowl four days later to see the new helmet. That's actually... Not not a bad point there by my guy Vegas Cab on social media. If you want to chime into the show, 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. Donald, I haven't heard your opinion on this. How much does the hashtag mean to you? Like, were you a guy that was going to Twitter all the time after a game, HTTR and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't big on that, but I do recognize the importance of it. Like, mm-hmm. I do know people like to tag their tweets or, you know, just social media in general, HTTR. I mean, even before Twitter, that was a thing. That was our hashtag before the hashtag. Right. So so I'm not personally a big guy on that, but I do recognize the importance of it for sure. And then how would you say that the new hashtag, if, if I'm correct with what they're going to go with, would be DCFC, DC Football Commanders. Washington, D.C., F.C. I'm not, I don't hate it. It would be different, of course. I'm getting used to, for sure. Yeah. Um, But I don't hate it. And I know we talked a few weeks back about it. Like, it, I said it kind of reminded me of, like, a football club, like a soccer club. Yeah. Um, So I could kind of see that. But then we, I kind of like that, too, because it sounds more, like, structured and organizational. But... I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about it to kind of answer your question. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. And then I, I know the song is just going to just going to it's going to go away. It exactly. has to go away. It but it'll always I mean it'll live forever in my head. You know what I mean? Like for sure. I think people our age and you know older generations or even a little bit younger that, that there's certain things about the team and the culture that no matter what they do to rebrand it's always going to be ingrained, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh Charles Mann was on the Sports Junkies and he was kind of saying how some of the older players don't love the new look, and that kind of disappoints me a lot, you know, because it's like, I get it. We want to make these stupid Gen Zers happy because that they're thinking in thirty years, you know, they're gonna own, you know, hundred NFTs and all this crypto and use that to buy season <laughs> tickets, right? Right. Dan Snyder thinks he's gonna get that money back. Oh, you might have the coolest ape in the world. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna use that to pay for tickets in twenty years. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I know you got to look to the future too, but uh, you know, I guess it's just hard to kind of balance both, like trying to look to the future, but also cater to your your core as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, a change needed to happen, and you know, I recognize that, but you know, obviously, I'm just not a fan of the whole process of how it's gone the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, see, there's two arguments to this. You know, you can back go back and forth, and I do go back and forth with some of my friends who. Believe it or not, are like Dan Snyder apologists. Like they, they, he can do no wrong. The team can do no wrong because you know the team. You know he's that's the reason he gets up every day because how much he loves this team. 
And, you know, the argument would be like, hey, we get it. We had to make a change here. But we're being transparent with every step of the process. That's why we're doing the making of the brand episodes. So you can see behind closed doors. Me, I don't care. I could give less of a crap. But I guess there's a part of the fan base that wants to feel like they're involved. Were you a fan of uh, the show like Hard Knocks and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. It kind of it feels like they're kind of trying to do like that, but with the brand. With you the know? Brand. Yeah, give instead you Instead of actual football. Yeah, instead of the <laughs> locker room and stuff, it's like with the branding and, and whatnot. They, like you said, the behind the scenes look and things like they're that. They're trying to, they're trying to, if, in my opinion, they're trying to make money off of streaming services being so popular and people watching everything on YouTube, on their phone, yep. and stuff like that. I'm not for it. Let's go to the phone lines. 1-800-636-1067. Got my girl, Sabah, North Carolina, on the line. What's going on, Sabah? Hey there, buddy. It was actually a pleasure, a surprise, seeing that you were going to be on this morning. So I know. I actually, I got, a, I got a bone to pick with you, Sabah. What's, in North Carolina, They do they not get Richmond Radio in North Carolina? I expect you to call my shows in Richmond. Oh, dang it. You want me to call Richmond? Sure. I got to figure it out. I got to look at that app and see. Mm-hmm. What did you say, nine ten or something? Yeah. Is it an everyday thing? Uh, right now, Thursdays and Fridays, 12 to okay, 3. Okay, I promise. I'm going to call. What, what, what time? Thursday, what time? 12 to said? 3. 12 to 3. Ooh, Thursday, 12 to 3. Friday's more like it then. Okay. All right, let's Friday's do it. More like it let's that. get into this okay. name change. What are, your, what are your thoughts? Now, yeah, well, first of all, you know, I think they should be called the Washington bye weeks because we're everybody's bye week anyway. So, uh, <laughs> anyhow, but I, I got a bone to pick, okay? Oh, so, okay. Um, last night. Um, I was calling to Chris and, and Pete, and um, we were talking about like the, the playoffs and stuff like that. And I had this box sitting there, you know, at, that I got from the door, and I didn't care to open it. I didn't know what it was. I thought I'll open it later. Well, after I got a phone, I opened it, and it's a autographed football that the Washington Redskins sent to me. Doug Williams, Super Bowl MVP, uh, XX, what it was it, 22, 23? I forget which Super Bowl he was MVP at. And it was in the 70s. Oh, my God, that is so cool. I can't believe they're like really trying to entice me to renew these tickets. They finally did something nice to me for a change. They gave me, throw me a bone, something. But then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a second. The sucker says Washington football team established 1932. Why would you send me this that's basically going to be obsolete three days from now? Mm. Were they just get rid of the trash thinking that they were throwing me like a gift and really they probably couldn't even sell them things anymore? Ooh. Or maybe they, maybe they just spoiled the name and told you, "Hey, it's gonna, it's gonna stay." Watch your football team. Well, does that not make sense to you? That's what I was thinking. Say one way, that, but knowing them, how stupid they are. Yeah, it's probably you know gonna be uh, something different. But you know, I think like they I sent it to you before. because they wanted you to buy tickets. Like my dad was a season ticket holder for fifteen years. He hasn't been a season ticket holder for at least three years. They still call him like once every two months. You know, they still yeah. ask. You know, so it's. They're desperate. They're desperate. I mean, well, that's I, what I was thinking. did you go to the game at all this year? You know, nobody yeah. was there. Well, I've been to games. I've been. I had those dream seats, you know, but I'm not yeah. renewing them. Yeah. You know, but they were kind of breaking me a little bit with that. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. But then I thought about, wait, why does it got the name? Okay, here's what another thing I don't like about the name. Why you had? It's like you. It's like I'm pregnant, getting ready to have a kid, and I have my babysitter. You want to name it? No. Why am I having somebody who ain't going to be there but a minute name something that's going to be there the rest of your life? Oh, These see, people making decisions don't yeah. know who we are, don't know where we came from, and they're not going to be there five years from now. I agree, and that's what pisses me off about it, too. <laughs> Jason Wright is absolutely, no matter what you want to say about him, that he's done right, that he's done wrong, 
He's not going to be here in 10 years. I get, he's using this as a stepping stone, as he should, because this is his first time with a major job in the NFL after playing in it, but he's not going to be here forever. Ron Rivera as well, you know? So I, I agree with you. They, I mean, Joe Gibbs should have been the main guy, you know, deciding the new name, I guess. I mean, how else would you have done it? No, but, or else not change your name. But again, like yeah. I said, <laughs> if you're going to change your name, you got to do something that doesn't change your identity. Yeah. Be it Hogs. We're the hogs. Yeah. We are the no, hogs. If Everybody they were smart, uh, next Wednesday, mm-hmm. it would be Washington yeah. Hogs on Groundhog's Day, and they'd have a dope pig with freaking yeah. fangs hanging out, and he'd be biting a football, and it'd be awesome, Sabah. But they're not going to do that. They're going to mess it up. I know it. You know it. Donald knows it. Cakes knows it. JP from the Sports Junkies knows it. We all know they're going to mess it up. How badly are they going to mess it up? I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm not talking about it again until next Wednesday. I guarantee that. I'm Adam Epstein here on 106.7 Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break, and I will finally break down this Washington Wizards team. Let's put it out there right now to the callers. Blow it up or build it up. Blow it up or build it up. 1-800-636-1067. You tell me. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein, and we're talking about the Washington Wizards right now. Twitter spaces, you know, killers on your fingers right now, keyboard killers. I want to hear from you. You got time to tweet at AWOD Radio, then you got time to call in. 1-800-636-1067. Blow it up or build it up. 1-800-636-1067. I'm putting it out there on social media right now. one 800 636-1067, or you can tweet me at AWOD Radio or use the hashtag AWOD Army to get your tweet read on the show. Blow it up or build it up for the Washington Wizards. Donald, do you have a strong take on this, man? It's been a disappointing season for the fact that we were 10-3 and and now 23-25. and I mean, what happened? <laughs> uh, that's that's a very complex question. <laughs> um Man, I, I'm I'm of the opinion I think we just need to to blow it up. And it's disappointing to your point. Like we started off the season so strong. There was a lot of hope, a lot of young pieces, but I think because we have a lot of good young pieces that are still still quality, we can get some pieces in return, you know, figure out some trades before the deadline. And I think it's just time to start over because there's a few other teams as well. I think we talked about a few weeks ago, like Indy, who has some pieces, or some other teams who are looking to trade. And I think we can make some moves and just rocking with this team that we have right now. It's clearly not working up to this point. It's been a disappointment. You talked about it earlier, the 35-point loss. Um, The rotations are messed up. There's too many guys on this team. Exactly. Too many guys also that want to play and need to play. Correct. So I think at this point we just need to to start, you know, from the from the drawing board pretty much. So there's a few ways you could go about this. You could argue that the Wizards need to keep Bradley Beal, trade maybe Dinwiddie, Harrell, Bertans, the first round pick, try to bring in DeMontis Sabonis. And I, I would argue that Sabonis is an upgrade, absolutely, but he doesn't make it a, a contender. Uh, but he also would, would make it interesting here and it'd be fun basketball because he's such a good floor spacer. It's not like he's giving you like a three-point threat, but he can he can pass. He can do a lot of the stuff Jokic can do from the top of the key, and he can dribble the ball, and he can go to the basket, and he spreads the floor. And if you watch the way Indiana plays, they they really do spread the floor nicely offensively because of his style of being a big man, the, the way he is. 
The other way thing you could do is what has been reported is that the Wizards are willing to trade anybody not named Bradley Beal. And that's kind of the way I think they'll go about doing this. And then obviously you have to blow it up the entire thing. And, you know, I, I would say the smartest thing would be to blow it up and trade everybody not on a rookie deal. So that's the only guys staying would be like Denny, Kispert, and Rui. And you try to build from there. The reason I don't see them trading Bradley Beal, and I think that's why a lot of the reports have been anybody but Beal, is because when you you have this new coach here in West Unsell Jr., and I don't think you want West Unsell Jr. to go into next season without any star here in town. Because I think the way you have to look at this if you're a Wizards fan is the only way this team ends up being a contender ever, 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 is if you get multiple All-Stars to come to town here. The only reason we thought we had a chance when it was John Wall and Bradley Beal because they both made All-Star games. But then we didn't have a, a good center. Gortat wasn't good enough. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, good enough to make the playoffs. Couldn't get far enough. We didn't have a bench. But if you get rid of Bradley Beal, you're not bringing in another star here. Nobody's coming to say, hey, I want to come to Washington. You have to grab your stars in the draft. And that's just so tough to do. Whereas if you keep Bradley Beal, and I get it, he's he's making too much, but he got a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie here who's not just on a 40-game deal. He's on a three-year deal. So although he hasn't been great this year, a lot of it is he's not fully healthy. And I think he'll get some of his athleticism back next season. And so you'd have to hope, keep Bradley Beal, pay him that that stupid money, but he's earned it, even though it's a, it's too much. Look around the league, guys like Chris Middleton, guys are making too much. You know, Trey Young's going to make too much. He's not even that good, if you ask me. Really, look at that Atlanta team. They paid John Collins. He should be traded. John Collins is not a, a max player in the NBA. He's awkward out there. He looks like a football player, if you ask me. All right? But that's the whole thing is that you you pay Bradley Beal and then you hope that he can convince somebody to come in here or that somebody that loved Wes Unsell Jr. in Denver wants to come here. I think that's their best-case scenario, but I also would understand the blow it all up and start over like you're saying. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Build it up or blow it up. Let's talk to – we got Dennis in Annandale. What's going on, Dennis? Hey, Adam. Hey. You you became a radio star and you left fifth season. You're on hiatus from fifth season. I, I Believe me, I miss it so much. I I, I want to go on there and tell Drab he's stupid and Valdez he's fat. I miss the guys so much. And I'm here I'm here on Thursdays when they're, when they're recording, too. And I, I know they're having a good time. Wasn't it, wasn't it awesome when Jason listened to it? Isn't it great that, you got, that somebody paid him to listen to that? <laughs> it is funny, man. I mean, just think about that. This guy's been on radio for 25 years, and his producers for the last 10 years are hosting their own show, and he had to get paid $100 to even listen to I know, it. <laughs> I know, I and know, and, and boy, did he get a surprise. When he... <laughs> that was great. That was so funny. Thank you. Um, But, yeah, you're welcome. Um, But, yeah, I want to build it up. I want to be the Washington Monument. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, you know, I mean, it's got to be it's got to be something wild, right? I appreciate the call, Denise. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for chiming in here on AWOD Radio. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Some tweets are coming in here. I tweeted out blow it up or build it up. Brian tw- chimes in. Uh this guy thinks I'm talking about toilets. All right, so he's not paying attention. 
Uh, Captain Todd says, trade Beal, please, uh, for him and for our team, and also change the name of the Washington Wizards. So uh, you could go back and forth on this, and then, of course, I'll be joined next segment by 8.30. Chase Hughes, who covers the Washington Wizards for NBC Sports Washington, will chime in, and we'll get his take on it, because it's one of those things here where the Washington Wizards are in a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal trade deadline moment here in their franchise. How are they? How will they handle it? And I certainly don't like that. It seems like Bradley Beal is handcuffing us. You know, he he's got he's got Chris Miller in handcuffs right now. Chris Miller from NBC Sports Washington. He's handcuffed him to the Capital One Arena, and he says, "Look, man, you can't go anywhere." I'm just kidding. But I, I just I don't know where you go from here with the Wizards. I've gone back and forth on this. I've been on both sides of it, and I just don't know. But what I do know is that Chase Hughes will hopefully have answers. Uh, he will join the show at 8.30. And so Chris Miller talked about this with Bradley Beal, and just to set up the interview with Chase Hughes, let's, let's hear what Bradley Beal had to say here because it is kind of eye-opening, if you ask me. You know, I always say it's it's all on me, win, lose, or draw. You know, um, I have a good game, bad game. It's it's always going to fall on my shoulders, and I always put it on my shoulders. Like I'll never blame a teammate for anything, uh, a play. I'll never blame a teammate for losing us a game. Like I always put that on my shoulders. You know, I never blame a coach for losing us a game. Like I always take responsibility for it, even even if it very well may not be my fault. I can play a perfect game, but if we lose, I feel like it's my fault. You know, and I feel like I can be better. I feel like I can, you know, put my teammates in better situations to succeed. You know, so I'm always gonna I'm always gonna put it on my shoulders. And it wins. I don't take all the credit. You know, I, I credit my teammates because I, I don't do it alone. I can't win alone. You know, so. Uh, it's, it's twofold, man. I'm very. I put a lot on me. You know, and a lot of times people tell me I probably shouldn't. Um, but that's just kind of naturally who I am. The only thing that I can argue about Bradley Beal is as much as I like him, he is pretty much averaging career lows right now. So it's been a bad season for him. Let's get into that with Chase Hughes next after this quick commercial break. Welcome, welcome back. 106.7 The Fan here. On a Saturday morning, this is AWOD Radio. I'm Adam Epstein. And the Washington Wizards coming off a franchise-best 35-point victory over the Clippers with Kyle Kuzma putting in 19 points, Beal with 23 points. Off the bench, Thomas Bryant, Harrell, and Avdia all had both double both all had double figures 32 points in the first quarter 34 in the second unbelievable what a franchise here in what oh wait no we didn't win by 35 no we blew a 35 point victory lost the game to the oh oh that's oh that's what happened wait we were up by 35 and then and then and then down by one with 1.9 that's what yeah yeah that's what happened wizards fans the worst loss in franchise history. Where do we go from here? I put it out there on Twitter, at AWOD Radio. Somebody thought I was talking about toilets. I'm not. I'm talking about the Washington Wizards franchise. Build it up or blow it up. Build it up or blow it up. Let's go to the hotline right now. I got my guy, Chase Hughes, on the line. It is the MGM National Harbor uh, line here. What's going on, Chase? 
Uh, doing well, man. Love the energy on a Saturday morning. And, and uh, I, I wonder if there's anyone out there who thought that, you know, turned the game off and woke up and, and saw the news, you know, however they get it. You know, morning newspaper uh, looked online and, and were just shocked that they lost because I wouldn't have faulted anyone for turning it off. Once you go up by 35, you think you're going to win. Chase, I know you're married, but uh, I'm actually looking for a new roommate because with a minute and a half left in the game, my roommate turned off the TV and started playing Halo. And I didn't actually see what happened until I turned it on on my phone. And so because of that, I'm kicking him out. I couldn't believe it. He said, oh, yeah, the game's over, man. Beal just hit a three. You're up by six. Who cares? I mean, so, yes, uh, I'm one of those people that thought the game was over. Uh, so let's start Let's start with this, okay? Game tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. In your opinion, does the team bounce back or do they get blown out because they're just, you know, all in each other's feelings? Um, I, I don't, I don't think they get blown out, but I think they're going to probably have a tough time against the Grizzlies <laughs> team that they beat earlier this season in DC. Yeah. Uh, they, they held John Morant to probably his worst shooting night of the entire season so far, but I don't know if they're going to be able to get that guy twice. Uh, the Grizzlies are playing a lot better than they were the last time the Wizards saw them. The Wizards are playing a lot worse than the last time these, these two teams played and, um, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop John Morant. Um, and, you know, com- considering it wasn't just the loss to the Clippers, the Wizards have now lost four or five. The game before uh, their loss to the Clippers, they got blasted by 29 points by the Boston Celtics, which was by point differential their worst loss of the season. Obviously, the Clippers game, I think we would all argue, was worse. I mean, Brad Deville said it was worse. They had two embarrassing losses in a row, and now – um, there seems to be some sort of discord uh, among the team. We're hearing Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma kind of speak out about wanting changes to be made. It's kind of a critical juncture for this team, and they're playing on the road against a really good team. So I don't know if it's going to be a blowout, but it's going to be a tough one. Chase, I'm going to name some names here. I want you to stop me when you hear somebody uh, that you think is better than Bradley Beal, okay? Uh, these are a list of free agents at the end of the season. DeAndre Ayton, Jeremy Lamb, Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic, Joe Ingles, Patrick Beverly, Thaddeus Young, Andre Godala, Ricky Rubio, Goran Dragic, Zach Levine, Gary Harris, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, John Wall, Kyrie Irving. I mean... Uh, you know what? I, I'd probably stop you at James Harden. Yeah. Um, Levine's an interesting one, though, because that guy keeps getting better. Yeah, but the reason uh, I bring this up, yeah, yeah, the reason I bring this up though is because if you argue that you want to trade Bradley Beal or you argue that you want to uh, let him go and not pay him the super max, you're not going to bring somebody in that's better than him, right? I mean, that's that would be my argument. Yeah, and I think that's that's how the organization kind of sees it, even when it comes to you know getting first round picks and trying to build uh, you know through sort of a a tank operation over the next few years. It's going to be really difficult to find someone as good as he is. And I know right now it doesn't look like that. His numbers have dropped off. But last year he was an all-NBA guy, which means top 15, and he's only 28. So, you know, he could either bounce back or maybe even get better in, in the next few years. Well, so, let me. what's your honest opinion? Does he Does he regress or does he get better? Because I do think – Another season in this offense with Wes Unsell Jr. with less pieces around him and maybe a real point guard so he can spot up. I expect Bradley Beal, as much as I I, I harp on the fact that he turns the ball over in the fourth quarter and he's not clutch enough to lead this team to a championship, 
he will get back to 27, 28 points per game, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think he'll bounce back from what, you know, it's been like 50 games or something this season. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a much larger sample size of what we've seen in recent years. And obviously there were some changes to the team, the coaching staff, the supporting cast, but I think he's closer to what we saw the last two years. And so if you do re-sign him, obviously it's a ton of money. It's going to hinder what you could do with the rest of the roster. But you can continue to build forward, and if you're aggressive in trades and maybe some of your draft picks work out, I think you can build a good team around him. Uh, and then, you know, what, what could happen is if it doesn't work out, at least you still have the player on your roster. And two years from now, he's only 30. You know, then you can revisit trade scenarios. And for, as long as he doesn't have a major injury history like John Wall did when you traded him or compatibility issues like Russell Westbrook did, I think you can still get pretty good value for a guy, even if he's making 40, 45 million, because salary cap's going to continue to go up. More guys are going to get raises. Um, you know, I, I don't see any red flags with him in terms of bo- uh, building with him and moving forward. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on 1067 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. My guest on the hotline, Chase Shepard from now on. All right, Chase Shepard. <laughs> all right, you are in charge here. Who is untradeable, Chase Hughes? Untradeable. That is a good question. I think, uh, from the Wizards' perspective, at least, Bradley Beal is untradeable. After that, I think the most untradeable guy, I'm not saying that he is untradeable, would be, you know, the, I guess guys, I should say, are the Daniel Gaffords, Denny Obdias, um, you know, Corey Kispert, I don't think is going anywhere. They just drafted him. He's showing some promise. I don't think he's got enough of a sample size to be dealt. And then after the, after Bradley Beal and then the next tier of young players, I think it's anybody. Uh, pretty much. There's a lot. There's not a whole lot separating the rest of the guys on the roster in terms of talent and, in a lot of cases, salary. So I think the Wizards have a lot of flexibility. Um, now, what they can do with it, we'll see. You know, yeah. if you're going to try to trade for some huge return, uh, oftentimes teams want draft picks, and the Wizards are a little restricted in that regard because of the protections tied to the John Wall-Russell Westbrook trade, which affect their first-round picks from 2023 through 2026. But you can't trade two consecutive future first-round picks, so it also affects 2022 and 2027. Yeah. Um, but they've got a lot of mid-level contracts and veterans who are pretty good. They're not great players, but pretty good. Uh, from that group, I think that anyone's available. Let's do a round-robin here of quick questions. You said uh, Bradley Beal untradeable. How do you respond to the people on social media who say, trade Bradley Beal for Ben Simmons? I would say that if they do arrive at a point where they want to trade Bradley Beal, that would be the guy that you go after because Ben Simmons is younger, uh, more team-friendly contract, and he's really, really good. Could you see Bradley Beal get signed and then also traded in the offseason? I think he gets signed in the offseason and doesn't get traded, and they try to do something a little bit more aggressive than they have to put a team around him. But I do think he signs with the Wizards. Who will Washington have to give up to get DeMontis Sabonis, and will we be buyers or sellers at the deadline? I would say, in short, too much to get, get yeah. DeMontis Sabonis. Um, I think to get him, it would require probably Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura, and uh, quite a bit more. I think the Wizards will be buyers, but I don't think that they will be able to meet the price tag of a guy like him. Montrez Harrell will be a Wizard three weeks from now, yes or no? Ooh, um, right now I would guess no. Uh, just reading the tea leaves, 
um, with, you know, obviously his contract, but also, you know, Bradley Beal talking this week about guys playing for their own interests. Uh, it's pretty easy to deduce that he might be talking about Montrez Harrell. So, See, I don't uh, get that, point, though. I would say no. But I don't get that, though. Like, how the hell does Bradley Beal have the have the guts to talk about Montrez Harrell after he's he's been a fan favorite here for 50 games? Like, like what the hell is Bradley Beal thinking coming at Harrell, who's an energy guy off the bench, who's been spectacular for Washington after a season where he didn't play at all? I, I mean, that pisses me off. Like, what if he's actually talking about Harrell, Bradley Beal's completely wrong, in my opinion. It's a complicated thing because those guys are tight, too. I mean, at least they were earlier this season. Like, they did all their press conferences after games together. Like, they were talking about, we need to have a show. And, like, they loved each other. And, you know, Montrezl Harrell fans love him. I mean, he might be the most popular player on the team. Uh, Ted Leonsis, their owner, showed up to, I think it was their first home game in a Montrezl Harrell jersey. Right. He's doing Greenberg and Betterman commercials. (laughs) Exactly. He's on Greenberg and Betterman. I mean, that's a big deal, as we all know. Brad might be jealous of the extra money, you know. I. (laughs) <laughs> the, the, I don't know. The whole situation's pissing me off. Uh, so let's end with this question, though, okay? Bradley B Be- two scenarios, two universes. I hope you're familiar with the multiverse and Marvel, right? Because we're, we're going straight up low-key multiverse right now. One okay. universe, the Washington Wizards, Supermax Beal, and build around him. They build it up. The other universe, they blow it up, trade Beal, trade everyone not on a rookie contract. In five years, the multiverses collide. Which Wizards team is better? Oh, which which team is better? I would say that the the first one, you know, re-sign Bradley Beal and okay. be aggressive to try to put you know another star around him, and then you know if you get another star and some depth, I think that's a quicker way to you know let's say the conference finals than blowing it up. I think people need to realize how long that takes. You're probably talking at least five years, and by then you're probably still got a lot of young players who are just figuring it out. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. So you you want to tell the fan base. To calm down, to relax. We have some young pieces here. Denny, Rui, Kispert. Let's build around Beal. Let's try to get another piece here. And let's hope for the potential of like Daniel Gafford to really come through. I think what they need to hope for is the Wizards uh, get willing to take some risks and be a little bit more aggressive in the trade market. I think that's the best pass for them. Um, unless they can draft a star, which we haven't seen them do yet, but... Um, tanking just takes a long time, and it, it's it's much easier said than done. After what you've seen from Rui Hashimura since he returned, does he have superstar potential? I wouldn't say superstar. I am encouraged by his three-point shooting improvement. Um, you know, other parts of his game, I think we'll have to see how they round out the more he gets his sea legs under him after a long absence. But I do question, you know, is this guy going to become a star? Because um, I think the Wizards need one of their young players to become one, and and all of them have shown promise, but no one's really on that track, I would say, quite yet. Yep. And then the last question, Davis Bertans. I, you got to get him off the roster. You got to get that contract off the roster. Uh, I saw he requested a trade. Like, how does it work when he's got a terrible contract? He hasn't played well enough for anybody to want him. I mean, how is Washington going to be able to ship him off here? And if they do get rid of him, they're not going to win a trade, right? Yeah, I think they'd be selling super low if they traded him right now. Mm-hmm. And I think he, if if he got in a more high-paced offense, maybe he could turn things around for himself. But I think whatever team traded for him would probably uh, give the Wizards a pretty small offer. And, it, you know, for a team that struggles with three-point shooting, um, it's going to be an interesting decision for them to make. I think he, he, he would make sense if they match money and put, you know, draft picks involved or something. 
Um, but I don't, I don't think it would be smart just to get rid of him, just to get rid of him. All right, Chase, let's end with this. This is Chase Hughes of NBC Sports Washington. Love having you on the show, man. I can literally ask you anything uh, <laughs> basketball-related. The Wizards roster right now, forget the forget the losing streak, the 35-point loss. You know, Forget this season. Forget Bradley Beal's stats this season. Just on paper, the Wizards roster. And then the Memphis Grizzlies roster. I get John Morant's been incredible. Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Steven Adams, you know, Jarrett Culver. Which team on paper has a better roster? It, it's the Wizards, right? Even though the Grizzlies are 34 and 17 right now? Well, I think the the Wizards have more depth, but the Grizzlies have just done a fantastic job drafting. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Moran, obviously, everyone focuses on that, but Desmond Bain has become one of the best three point shooters in the league. Yeah. So I think I think they, uh, they they're doing a really good job of finding young talent. Um, so their young core is better. Maybe you could say the Wizards have more depth, but um, certainly what they're doing is leading to more wins at the moment. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. I, I would what I would say is this Wizards team is crazy. They they never do what you expect. And I expect mm-hmm. them to get a win tonight. I really do. I think okay. they bounce back uh, because it's just so embarrassing, the 35-point loss. And when you look back at the first half against the Clippers, it felt like we're finally healthy and everybody's eating, right? I mean, it was such a good first half. Yeah, I mean, they played great for a half or even a little bit more than a half. And yeah. then everything fell out from under them. But, yeah, I mean, if they can watch the first half and take whatever was working – um, that would be good. They got a tough stretch. This is the first game of six against teams with top ten records in the NBA. So Oof. it's going to be a difficult stretch. Yeah, no, I'm worried. I'm worried. I don't want 23 and 25 to turn into 23 and 30. That's Chase Hughes. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on 106.7 The Fan. Chase, thanks so much for your time, man. Absolutely, man. Have a good weekend. Yep, we'll be back after this quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Good morning, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. It is time to get up and at them, everybody. Grab yourself a cup of coffee. Grab yourself a nice bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich and start your day. We're talking about the Washington Wizards here. Thanks to Chase Hughes for hopped on the show. If you missed any of it, I think you should rewind with the Odyssey app and hear what he had to say about Bradley Beal and the Wizards situation. And we also previewed tonight's matchup with the Memphis Grizzlies, Bradley Beal, against Ja Morant, who are you going with in that matchup of stars? Let's go to the phone lines, 1-800-636-1067. We've got Eric in Fairfax. What's going on, Eric? Hey, good morning, Adam. How are you? Um, yeah, not bad. Driving on the main roads are good. Some of the small roads are questionable. Anyway, going back to that Wizards game, which was the most painful. I've, I've been watching them for 50 years. But, yeah. Um, to have the talent in the first half to go up 66-36 and then collapse in the second, I think coaching has to share a real lot of the blame. I, I agree. The players. Eric, I was so upset with West Sunsell Jr., but here's my takeaway is I don't think we can blame him because I have a feeling that word came from above, like Tommy Shepard or Ted Leonsis, to not mess with the rotations too much and just play these guys because they're on the verge of a trade. Like that, it, I mean, I'm just, maybe I'm just, you know, devil's advocate here, but he made no changes. So I have to hope that he knew there was a trade coming or something. 
Wow, that would be interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. let's say that's not it. If that's not at play, that was horrible coaching. Do you agree? I hundred percent agree. Yep. Yeah. Especially late in the uh, game. Late in the game. I mean, how are you telling Bradley Beal not to foul? Like, I mean, Eric, you've been a fan for a long time. It was depressing. Like it, the thirty-five points. I get it. it for me, it was worse. Was the the six points in nine seconds with a five-second violation in the NBA? Like that's a high school basketball mistake, you know? Oh yeah, and uh, but uh, going back to Bradley, how the hell do you foul a three-point shooter at the end of the game like that? Right, especially one who had just hit a half-court shot, basically. Yeah, and then I'll tell you one other thing. So I'm watching the end of the game carefully. Bradley Beal hits that beautiful three-pointer, puts him up five with very little time. Yeah. I turned it off. <laughs> I quit watching. Yeah. I couldn't believe it the next day. Yeah. So, Eric, let me ask you this. You've been a fan for a long time. Do you want Bradley Beal to get that Supermax $250 million contract? I don't want any of these players to get that. <laughs> yeah. They're not good enough. They're not, you know, they're, there's no, they're not the Gilbert Arenas that we want them to be. No, and and just uh, the, you know these supermax contracts are are just ridiculous. They hurt the rest of the team. Just like um, who was that quarterback in Baltimore won the Super Bowl one Joe year Flacco. and then uh, got yeah, and yeah. he um, that that ruined the team for years. They didn't have money for other players. I agree, and and if you look around the NBA currently right now, the only guys on supermax that their teams have been successful are not just good players, not just great players. They're Hall of Famers. That's Giannis Antetokounmpo and Stephen Curry. Those are the only two guys on Supermaxes that have worked out for their team successfully. And with the Warriors, there's a lot of young guys on that roster because of that. Because of that, they have to have guys on rookie deer, rookie deals and veteran minimums like Igudala and stuff like that because of the Supermax. So I, I 100% know that you put Bradley B on that Supermax, you're going to have to play some Tetris with the uh, contracts uh, to figure things out. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio here on 106.7 The Fan. Uh, put it out there on social media. Blow it up or build it up. And uh, Mo chimes in. Always love Mo from D.C. He said, oh, my God, I love Bradley Beal, but how long have we been building around him? Before that, it was John Wall. I agree, man. It's been 10 years with Bradley Beal, and it just sucks that he's playing his worst basketball right before his contract is up. It's like it's getting in his head. He's a better basketball player than he's playing right now. I don't think he's an all-time great or a superstar or first-team All-NBA, but he is better than he's playing currently right now. I'm Adam Epstein. When I get back, I'll be joined by Justin Fensterman of SiriusXM to go around the NBA and talk trade possibilities.